With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's good, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to another episode of Cowboys Fourth and Long. I'm your host, Will Skywalker, still with my other host, my big bro, former Dallas Cowboy, Mr. Fourth and Long himself, Jesse Holly. What's going on, fam? What's goody? You remember your mic? <laughs> no, yeah, just I, got it, I, got it, I got it, man. I had, I had one of those senior moments right there. I had a senior moment today. It's all good. So we need you know we need I'm... to get the, the, the behind the scenes audio for y'all, man. We need the behind Hello. the scenes audio. Well, look, man, li- listen, Cowboys Nation. It's only one thing to talk about right now in Cowboys Nation. No offense to the Houston Texans, Jesse, but I'll be damned. If I'm going to spend 30 minutes talking about a 110 and one team, I'm sorry. Yo. Okay, before we get with what to talk about, I said this on, on my show, Hanging with the Boys today. I just was like, hey, man, you get to this point in time of the season, you just like, I don't, I can't really focus on watching this, y'all. Yeah. Like, I, 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 can't focus, I can't focus on watching this too long, man, and try to give y'all the details, break down. They bad. They bad. They, they, they bad. They real bad. Uh, Jerry, like Jerry Hughes uh, and, and, and Pierce – and Tunsil. yeah i'm like but i was just like and i was telling people on the show i said man as a player you know if, if there's one thing that you know as an analyst now knowing as a former player then is when you get to these games because you your, your weekly kind of game preparation as far from the coaches you get up you get about a three game cut up you're not and it's not the whole game Right, it's like all right. Here's what they really do on first down, second down, third down, red zone, whatever. And so the 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 breakdown isn't this long three four hour drawn out thing. It's not, you know, it's it's a cut up of the things that you have, you know their tendency that they, that they like, and then if you want to go and do you know more stuff, that's on you. But I was just like, as a player, you sometimes you pop that tape in and y'all watch it for the first time as a team. And you start looking for like, all right, you know, oh, I gotta get hyped for this. I gotta get. You be like, boy, these these jokers is terrible. And it makes it hard to go back and watch that again on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday. You know, it makes it difficult to go back and really dig in. You gotta you gotta go into your Michael Michael Jordan mode and be yeah. like, find a little I, thing. Yeah, like you know what? I think that's to do that 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 like one of my girl pitches. <laughs> But we was at the combine together. Like you got to do something like that to, to find the edge. Because when you pop on the tape, you just like. Oh, okay. See that actually, I ain't gonna say concerns me, but see, this is why is it's awesome to have your insight on this show. Is because as fans, I, I, I'm thinking of it that way. But as players, it's like, should we be concerned that those players are overlooking this in the sense of not remaining focused or anything like that? They are humans, after all. Yes. Ooh. Overlooking no as intense as they would if it was like Philly. Example, when the Philly tape comes out, right? 
they'll they'll dig into that tape and they'll watch those cutups and they'll dive di- they'll dive deeper into the into more film because it matters that much. Right. And there's a there's a there's an imminent threat. There's a talent level. There's a there 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 is a uh, um, the 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 option of getting your tail kicked is literally right in front of you for the world to see. Okay. So you dive in a little bit more. You be more intense. Uh, you know, even 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 you know, you think about what Mike McCarthy did. They're not practicing all week in pads, right? So there's like we'll save that for. We'll save those physical <laughs> days of practice for when we really need them. Uh, um, yeah. So at times you you look at this team and to to steal one of your phrases the cream will rise to the top. And that's what you're hoping and looking for from your football team. Because I mean, we'll have to, re- mean, we'll have to revisit this on Sunday. This would be a fantastic game day conversation to have um, because of the, of the scenario, but today, and what seems like this, this whole week, it's revolving around one man who's not even a Dallas freaking cowboy. And that is Odell Beckham. Now, I'm going to play a couple clips here in a second, Jesse, and then we'll give our take on it. But let me, let me just kind of give a, a, a timeline rundown of like the reports that has been coming out over the last day or two. Um, Odell comes in on Monday, goes to the game or what have you for the Mavs, and Zeke didn't go. They asked Zeke, why didn't you go? He said, damn, I can't stay at the crib. Like, why, why, why I got to be anywhere? You know, anytime I go anywhere, y'all get mad. Which would y'all want? I love that answer, by the way. Right. Um, very good answer true yes yes when he's out the streets be like yo why you out in the streets exactly so i love that answer by z or yeah by z um and they conclude the meeting on monday and tuesday and david moore comes out and says person close to the situation no contract agreement at this time information gathered on monday and tuesday is to help both beckham and the team navigate their decision um and according to other reports it's with the understanding that the veteran receiver is unlikely to play before the regular season is done. That's a big deal. Then I feel like Beckham's people punched back and went to Josina Anderson. You know, that's, that's who he's, his, you know, the mouthpiece right now and says, quote, separately sources close to Beckham. Tell me he feels able to contribute to the playoffs this season, especially after getting in with the team and acclimating consistently over several weeks. Then Michael Parsons speaks. It says Odell Beckham tells him he can play within the next five weeks. Let me use a phrase from you. Holy moly, guacamole. (laughs) There's a whole lot going on, Jesse. And there's more. But wait. But wait. There's more. Let me play these clips real quick, man. I'm not going to play the full clip of uh, Jane Slater talking about this situation. But just take a listen to what Jane had to say about the holdup here. What I know about the OBJ situation, it's no secret Jerry Jones was enamored with this player ahead of his visit to Dallas. Now, the problem was that they weren't able to see him conduct a workout. Now, not dissimilar from teams like the Bills and Giants. But the issue that I'm hearing internally is the fact when you can't see him run routes, you can't see him cutting, is he going to be available to play this season? That is why they wanted to make the move. They wanted to have him available this year. I'm hearing they felt like it would be a push to even have him available if, let's say, the Cowboys got all the way to the Super Bowl. Woo! It would be a push if the Cowboys got to the Super Bowl and he would be available. Jerry went on 105.3 The Fan and spoke with our guys Bobby Belt and those 
and uh, 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 RJ on the Shannon RJ show. Uh, Jerry, uh, listen and you're to see, you know, you mentioned that you talked to Odell yesterday, and, and I know you've talked to him before yesterday. Has he given any indication on his own if he believes he can play this year? Long pause. Uh, I would say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of keep that one uh, at bay uh, because uh, that's uh, uh, that's degree. Uh, it's a lot different if you played one play or if you played uh, uh, available for a week, and that week be the Super Bowl week. Then, if bro, let's just go ahead and say it. this motherfucker ain't playing this year. I mean, that's just the way it is sounding from Jerry, from everybody else. This seems like Jer Jesse a complete waste of time. Take the floor. Well, and then you go to. You know other players, which I was I was rather in, I was rather um, it was rather interesting to me when I saw the contingency at the game with Odell Beckham. There wasn't any offensive players. Then C.D. Lamb got on ESPN the next day. He was doing a, a spot, and you know they were like, "Hey, we got to ask you about it." He was like, "You don't, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't have to ask about it." But, I mean, if you do. And then Jory Epstein, when she talked with um, Demarcus Lawrence and asked him about it, you know, Odell Beckham coming, and he said, it's fair to say that I'm trying to reach the Super Bowl. So when, so if he can come and help us with that, then yes, I'll accept him. But if we're going to, if we're going, if we're just going to do the circus, right. no, I don't. Now, I try to be a humble brother. And I try to be a chill brother. I try to stay on my lane. I try to mind my business. I try to drink my water and pray. But every now and again, I got to tell y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all. And everybody was calling what, doing what they normally do. Oh, Holly, you a hater. Oh, Holly, you this. Oh, Holly, you that. I told y'all when this thing first came about, I was on the record of saying, didn't want Odell Beckham. You were? And reason being because I just could not wrap my head around the timeline. I just couldn't. It just did not seem right. And I kept saying over and over and over and over and over again, Odell for his entire life has always been a look at me. Just look at me, look at me. And we ain't seen one look at me video of you working out coming back from this. <laughs> when the first time you tore your ACL, you damn near had a documentary to show us how you were back from your ACL. And we ain't seen none of that. And that is exactly who you are. Like we ain't seen none of that. And that for me, just let me know. I was like, this dude, ain't, he, this dude ain't ready. And then on top of that, just, you look at the timeline of it, and I, and I still find it, you know, difficult to, to I, I look at the the, the 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 chemistry between Dak and Michael Gallup and Noah and and, and C.D. Lamb, and I'm like, they're still getting their chemistry together. Right. How is somebody who has zero history with this offense, with this quarterback, with these receivers, with any of this zero? is going to come in and have this impactful, you, you know, uh, 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 um, 
impactful impact on this offense, on this team. And the way that people were saying, like, he's the missing piece for us to go to the Super Bowl. I just, I was like, where? This this is a guy who we have not seen. And then, (laughs) excuse me, as they they begin to get more and more of this process, it's, uh, who's giving a guy on a second ECL tear to the same leg a contract sign unseen? Nobody's buying a lemon. You, 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 you can't give me the Facebook ad and then want me to send my bread for the Maserati and you send me back uh, Toyota Pinto. His Kelly Blue Book value is low. This is That's a used car. Yeah. And it tell, the fact of the matter is, if you are not willing to work out until someone gives you a contract, tells me everything I need to know about that knee. And, you know, great. Kudos for that for that guy trying to go out there and and, and hopefully swindle somebody in the, you know, and, and that comes with that leverage of, hey, but if I go to the Cowboys, they might give me a deal. Y'all show y'all want to give me a deal before I go? And, not, okay. and he's mistaken because Stephen Jones ain't that type. Due diligence is real around here. Right, but I'm, I'm talking about from maybe from New York or from maybe from Buffalo. It's like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, let, let let me show down. Like let me let me. Uh, hey hey guys, I'm, you know I'm going to Dallas last. So if y'all want to get me in here first mm-hmm. and just sign me, and then we'll deal with the rest later, then yay. But you know, for the and for all the teams, it's like the Giants. They're not a they're not a real Super Bowl contender. So. If they signed him, he might be more miserable there because they're if they go to the playoffs, they're probably an early round exit. Buffalo, they don't, they do not need you. They don't need you in the sense of needing a, a weapon. They don't need you. They 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 have a legit, very, very legit, top five legit receiver and digs. Gabe Davis, you saw what he did in the playoffs last year. You know, and, and and they got players all across the board. And then now it comes to us where, again, if you were able to give us something, anything other than what I thought you were going to give us, then maybe it's a bonus. But I just, I just, from day one, I just knew that this, this thing wasn't something that was going to be really what it all turned out to be. And we're starting to see those things come to light. I think you can add Dallas into the don't need you. I, I, I think Odell Beckham at first, this was, I think the conversations were happening right around where Dak just got back mm-hmm. and the offense was had to hit the reset button. Right. We, we, we didn't know what this offense now was going to look like with a different men, mentality from Dak Prescott, uh, Kellen Moore figuring themselves out. Think about this for a second. Think about how they were talking up Odell Beckham at that point in time when, Cooper Rush just got out for being a quarterback. The offense was, we didn't know what it was going to be. It was, oh, that's my boy, man. I love to have him back. I love to have him here. And it was all of this. And, and, and it was like, yeah, I get it, right? I totally get it. Dak Prescott been back for six weeks. Let me read these things, these notes off to you, Jesse. Offensive points per game, first. Net yards per game, second. Rushing yards per game, second. Passing yards per game. Ninth, third down percentage per game, first, red zone percentage, second, explosive plays, fourth. 
They said, hey, C.D. Lamb, what you think about Odell Beckham? I mean, we ain't got to talk about Odell Beckham. We don't want to talk about Odell Beckham because right. they don't need Odell Beckham. He would be a luxury. And you've got six weeks now of, of this offense getting the rhythm. C.D. Lamb is finally starting to get the respect of wide receiver one. You know, he's putting up those numbers. He's doing good things outside, inside. They, they're learning how to use him. him. They're not going across that middle deep anymore, really. Um, the running game is still hitting. The uh, Michael Gallup is getting healthier. Dak has his guys. The tight ends are being incorporated. I I think the shift now is, hey, man, listen, man. If he going to come here, cool. If not, do y'all see what we doing out here? They don't right. need him. So right. it went right. from from the, the, the feeling of being, man, he may be a necessity because they were trying to figure out these things to – we don't need this man. We figured out how to get how to win without him. If he's going to come here, cool, right? Okay. So if he's going to come here, fine. But the timeline you talked about definitely matters. If the timeline, and I think we had this conversation too. If the timeline was going to be, hey, I can get him in here after or after um Thanksgiving, right? Beginning of December. All right, cool. You got about five, six weeks or whatever, seven weeks to incorporate him. But if the timeline is he can't step on the field until the divisional round, absolutely not. I, I mean, what is the point at that point? You know what I mean? Like, right. if you get to the divisional round without a, an Odell Beckham, you found a formula to win a championship. You just now have to put that together for that game. He's not a needed piece. He's a luxury. And he ain't even that if he can't touch the field till the middle of January. So, you know, I'm over it. And I'm actually, I'm out on it unless he can get here sooner and get incorporated. Yeah, and, 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 you know, in addition to that, you know, it, it takes – even if you begin to practice, because practice – like, I don't care what running Odell Beckham is doing on his own right now. He ain't in game shape. No. He ain't in game shape. So – and then even if you get him in practice, he ain't in game shape. To get in game shape and to get into the – to the, to the shape of being the route runner that we need you to be. And I, I'm always going to go back to this comment that Amari Cooper made when he came back from his little – when he had an injury. He's like, man, it just took me a little time to get my feet underneath. And he was with the team and, and with the – you know, with Brett Brown and the cables on the sideline and, you know, doing all that kind of that you see, you know, players do now in practice. And it still took him a couple of games to yeah. get his together. And he wasn't coming back from a major knee injury. So as a, as, a, as a receiver, when it comes to running those routes, man, that timing has to come back. That feel has to come back. And think about this offense, Jesse. It is not easy. It's not made to be easy for receivers. I would argue it's, it's, it's more difficult on them because they're not, as, they're not scheming these receivers open. These receivers nope. have to uh, – it's precision. It's timing. They got to beat their guy. And I think – Fans have this such an unrealistic expectation of just throwing a guy out there in the middle of the playoffs and being like, yep, he's going to be a hump player. That's baloney. He always was going to need a couple games or more to get in a rhythm. And the reason why I'm, I'm a bit passionate about because I had a guy that called into the show and was like, oh, yeah, man, the Cowboys can't beat the Eagles without Odell Beckham in the division round. He was saying they need to get Odell Beckham, right, but he don't play him until the divisional round on the road against Philly. I'm like, man, that sounds just like such a fan take because you're eliminating what it what goes into that game and for that receiver and the chemistry and the offense is just so much, so many of the little things that you're just completely disregarding. This isn't Madden. 
You can't now, possibly I, I, just plug I, them in there. You're ready to say that's a Madden move. Yes. And they want they want to take they want to take their PA, PS5 philosophy and, and incorporate it in real live football. And that just you you can't hit the game and restart it. Like like this is real life. So those Madden moves that y'all want to see and oh just go play so and so over here. Just just put them out here. This is not Madden. This is the National Football League. And what uh, you know some of the naive people don't understand. It gets even more difficult in the playoffs because teams, you know, believe it or not, like teams focus and get ready for you during the week, but there's only so much time they can put into it, right? Like at times you even have half of your staff while you're preparing for this week, begin the process for next week. Right. But when you get in the playoffs, it's all hands on deck. It's everybody included. It's everybody doing the job because we need to beat opponent in front of us. Yes. It's honing in on every it's, – it's literally putting every single one of your eggs in that basket. We ain't thinking about next week. We ain't thinking about next month. Like, in the, you know, in the regular season, you're thinking about, all right, you know, we got, we'll, we'll see him again. You know, all hands are on deck. Everybody's locked in, and we're trying to unturn and, over, and, and, and not, not overlook one – single iota of uh, um, an opportunity to be successful or to win. And that's what makes the playoffs such a different beast because there is is an inserted level of focus that goes into playoff football than it does into regular season football than it does into uh, preseason football. And then you you add on the fact you're talking about a road game in a hostile environment, and this is a very much a a check with me offense, (laughs) a guy that – hasn't been in, in this check with me, doesn't know the cadence, doesn't know all the hand signal. It's just such an unrealistic take, man, that, that if, you put your, if you put your reality hat on, you would realize it makes no sense to look at him as a signing for 2023 if you can't participate until the end of or middle of January. This would be very much more of a 2020, I'm sorry, 2022 take. It'd be more of a 2023 move if they're going to sign him. And, and it sounds like Jerry and Steven aren't interested in that. They want him to contribute now and they're worried that he can't no and, and to be honest with you you know you you i know you understand this but windows close and to jerry and steven's point is if you can't help us right now our window maybe look our window may look different next year yeah team is going to look know, different 100 different you you know you the, the list of free agents unrestricted free agents that are on this football team this year a lot of them who are starters are playing significant minutes for this football team. This team will look. This team is going to look drastically different next year. They're, they're, you, you're talking about, you know, even though he didn't play this year, but possibly no Tyron Smith next year, possibly no Zeke Elliott next year. Anthony Barr is up for a deal. Um, uh, Dalton Schultz is uh, he, he he'll he'll be up for a deal. Who knows what will happen with Tony Pollard? Donovan will friend- Wilson. Well, Donovan Wilson, um, uh, uh, you know, you may you may release Anthony Brown. I, I, you know, there's so many there's so many options that are there to to, to look at it and, and play with. And there's a lot of people who may not be a part of this football team next year. And you know, this this our, our division is getting better. The division alone is getting better. So you know, if he can't help you right now, do I want to give up? You know, him coming in next year and being an asset, do I want to give that to a draft pick? Or, you know, do I want to bring in another free agent who's younger, more healthier, whatever it is? I mean, for, for, for Odell, it's 
I get what he was trying to do, trying to get the last little hurrah, last couple millions, maybe chase one more ring. But for the Cowboys, it, it never made sense to me for him and, and that coming off what he was coming off of in the time frame. I just didn't think it was it was ever going to really work itself out. We'll see. We'll see. But I just it made feel like it right now. It made much more sense for them to just pull the trigger on Brandon Cooks than it does to sign Beckham now that we'll, with what we know. It made way right. more sense to say, I'll, I'll, I'll cough up this third-round pick and pay the $18 million next year and, and, get, and take my chances. Period. Man. All right, let's get into the question segment of the show. We got some questions from Twitter. Uh, and let's, let's go ahead and hit this division team that you're talking about. Uh, question from Aaron Estimbo. He says, in regards to Philly, how do you believe our defense could improve against the RPO? And that's a, that's a tough. The Eagles RPO is is a tough you know scheme that they're they're deploying over there. Our defense can improve on the RPO scheme by our offense going and scoring and putting us up fourteen points. That's how we do it. Take them out of it. We we, we take them out of it. Um, because unless you find a way, we're, we're not we're not adding any more pieces to this defense. N- nothing, you know that we don't we don't have any defensive player waiting in the wing that's gonna you know um, be coming off any injury IR report. Um, you know we'll have some players to continue to get more experience. Damone Clark, hopefully Jabril Cox, um, Deron Bland, hopefully we'll play some more. Kelvin Joseph didn't practice this week. He was out sick, so hopefully he gets some more reps. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest thing that we can pray for is we don't have any more injuries. Right. Because we're going to need to be all hands on deck on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Curse. It's going to take it's going to take all eleven defenders to stop the RPO. That's yeah. what makes. So difficult because when Jalen Jalen Smith, when Jalen Hurts inserts himself as the eleventh viable threat, I can't have my safety when he's coming down in the box miss the tackle. I can't have the corner not set the edge and send it back inside. I can't have you know our ends not setting the edge. So everybody needs to be intact. Needs to be healthy. And the only other way that we can help our defense, um, because we don't have any more players coming our way, is the ability to outscore them and, and and run them and not run them in the sense of, but score wise, run them out of the RPO and make them one dimensional. You said one word right there that I think one of the most fundamental things that will stop this situation or at least contain it tackle. If yes. we go back and look at the, the, the Eagles game again, they ran a ball 40 times for less than 3.8 yards per carry. Right. The issue was you weren't finishing your tackles, right? You weren't finishing your plate. You would have them stopped at two yards, and you wouldn't tackle, and now it's turned into five. You'd have them stopped at the line of scrimmage, and now it's turned into two or three. And that's all the Eagles needed was just to stay in front of the chains and get the third and manageable third and ones and all those quarterback sneaks, third and fours, and then I'll do a quarterback draw. If you can tackle and you keep them into third and eight, third and seven, now the game changes. And, and that's what they didn't do well against the Philadelphia Eagles was tackle. Another thing I was thinking that maybe possibly is, is blitz a little bit more on, on those early downs, but that would take a little bit more nuance and, and game planning and, 
uh, learning tendencies because if you blitz, you, you you take the middle of the field away. Now he pulls it and he throws it to A.J. Brown and you hope somebody tackles him. But, uh, you know, but that's the number one, though, to me, is just just tackle well. You were in position in the first game. You just never secured the tackle. That was the issue. Yeah. And, and and your blitz is going to be timely. You don't have to – you know, you can mix them up, you know, kind of when they don't expect it to come, you know, send a cat blitz. You know, you can do different things to kind of get them off their right. – you know, off their, off, their, off their key a little bit defensively, but you got to be – again, it all comes down to when you do it, you got to hit, right? Yep. So if I blitz, I need to get home because if I miss – then he tucks it and he runs away or he tucks it. Now there's, there's, you know, AJ Brown down the field on a safety because we did a cornerback blitz. So there's Devonte Smith running free, you know, around with the safety on him because I blitzed the corner or whatever it may be. However it is, or, you know, Oh, you, you, they thought you, they blitzed the safety and he didn't, Jaron curse missed the tackle. Now here, Jalen Hurts out the back end for a 17 yard gain on third and six. So you, you got to just, you got to finish your food when you get there. Uh, the last question comes from our guy, G from Jersey. We met G from Jersey uh, at Texas Live. I think we was in the Miller Light Room. Uh, yep. Really really good fan, really cool fan, awesome Cowboy fan. He says, what concerns you the most? This is a really good question. What concerns you the most down the stretch? Kellen Moore's play calling, Mike McCarthy's decision-making, cornerback play opposite of digs, or penalties? I'll repeat that while you think. No, I, I got it. You got it? Okay. Yeah, yeah but you can repeat it for the fans if you want. Yeah, Kellamore's play call and McCarthy's decision-making, cornerback play opposite of digs or penalties? Man, that's a good question. No, it's, it's a great question. And, you know, the easy answer is all of the above, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but to me, it's it's our boy, Blitchy. Blitchy, Blitchy Moore. Mm-hmm. Blitchy, Blitchy McMichael. Like – for Kellen Moore, you 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 got to be able to come in these games and, and have sustained success. You got to have consistent success. We've seen you call some phenomenal games. We've seen you call some not so phenomenal games. The one thing that I've, I've been concerned with uh, a little bit in the last couple of weeks, and it's hard to even mention it or complain about it because the end result is different, but the slow starts. The slow starts of these football games. And I know people are going to be like, but we put 40 up on them. We put 50 up on them. I'm like, I get it. I understand it. That's great. That's cool. And I get why people will say that. But, again, you're not you, – you won't you won't be playing – you won't be playing uh, Detroit. You won't be playing the Colts. So, you know, giving teams short fields and having silly turnovers and, you know, making this a tight game through three quarters and all of a sudden, you know – you're not going to score 33 points in a quarter. That's just that's that's unrealistic thinking. It's right. Madden thinking. So for me, it's it's Kellen Moore. It's it's really just you got to lock in, bro. You got to lock in. You 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 have to bring your very best every single week. I will give credit. And I've given it the last couple of weeks. There has been a a market adjustment that we've seen at halftime. From these slow starts, they've been able to go into halftime. They've been able to regroup, and I don't know if that's just Dak being Dak and coming out being more sharp, and everybody's not being more sharp or Kellen. Whatever it is, it's they they've shown to be better in the second half of football games in these last couple of weeks. So that slow start stuff, we saw how that 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 didn't bode well for us last year in, in the playoffs. We started right. slow, we got punched in the mouth by the Niners, and we tried to finish. We tried to. 
We tried to have that second half heroic finish and came up short. And that's what will happen when you have to go against good football teams, especially those who have a good defense like Philadelphia, like the 49ers. If you start slow, you might not have enough firepower or or to, or your firepower may not be enough to over uh, overtake their defensive prowess to win football games late in those third and fourth quarters. So the, the answer to that question for me is 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 Glitchy McMore. I agree, and I'll, and I'll add on to it here. The reason why is Kellen Moore is because if Kellen Moore comes out with a good game plan and a quality play calling, you take the Mike McCarthy decision-making away because you're you're up and you're winning and it, it, the decision-making doesn't matter much. If Kellen Moore comes out with a quality game plan and calls a good uh, game, the cornerback play opposite of Diggs gets easier because that means you're up multiple point, you know, multiple scores, and guess what? You pin your ears back with the pass rush and we've seen if you got a pass rush it doesn't matter if you have multiple all pro corners you just you just need to have the pass rush right go get the quarterback Kellen Moore calls a good game penalties we've seen the Cowboys overcome penalties when the offense is just storming and killing it so if Kellen Moore is on his game I'm not saying all those other things don't matter because you can't have poor issues all together for all three but we've seen that this offense can overcome all of those things happening in the same game. We saw it last week. We saw it two weeks ago, 13 penalties, your cornerback opposite got whooped and you still ended up winning um, big. So I I just think Kellen Moore is the, is the catalyst to uh, the, uh, a deeper catalyst from a coaching staff point to a deeper run, because I know this defense is going to bring it. Just still questioning is if Kellen is going to bring it into playoffs, man. So, I got Kellen Moore as well. All right, Cowboys Nation, that'll do it this week for Cowboys Fourth and Long. Really good conversation. Make sure y'all definitely uh, keep up with us throughout the week. Jesse, let them know where they can find you throughout this week. Oh, you can find me for the rest of this week and always throughout the other weeks, every day, Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Central Time, hanging with the boys on DallasCowboys.com. You can find me on Mondays and Fridays at Believe uh, Cowboys with Jeff Cavanaugh. You can find me Wednesdays and Sundays with my guy, my dude, my bro, Will Skywalker <laughs> Steel at uh, what is our show called again? Fourth Cowboys Fourth and Long. And then A to Z Sports pre halftime and post game show on Sunday. And if you in town and you want to pull up, we at Texas Live. You know where we at Lockhart's. Come check us out. Get some of that good brisket. Come check our show live. Come check out us. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully it ain't too cold out there. You know, y'all come pick it up. I love Lockhart's, man. Make sure y'all come through. Have a good time. There's a nice setup and it's good food. All right, Cowboys Nation, we will see y'all next week or Sunday if you are in town. We out of here. Peace.